is that we have a minimum advertised price policy. And so you're never going to see it for less than that minimum advertised price. Mm -hmm. That price, as a dealer, if all you had to do was match that price, you're going to make a very significant 40 plus margin. And you can even go slightly below that price and still be making a very fat margin. And so what the what the minimum advertised price does, what the website essentially does is it creates a floor because we're not going to advertise it for less and we're not going to sell it for less. You know, if somebody comes to the website and says, hey, I want to buy five chairs. Yeah, we might give them a little discount. But if you're buying one chair, you're buying one chair. The price is what it is. So dealers are very appreciative that it basically supports you know, it's not a footballed product. It supports their ability. So today's episode is about creating a brand in the world of seating. And some might say a new brand. I'm happy to welcome to the podcast today, Tony Maslitz, the CEO of X Chair. Now, you may not have heard of X-Chair, but I'm going to tell you, you're going to want to listen into this conversation with Tony as he talks a little bit about their products and what they do. And most importantly, he talks about marketing and branding and how he's building a brand and how they're entering the office furniture dealer community, providing a well-known, well-recognized brand and how he's driving business to the dealership and helping you increase your profits. This is a great conversation. So you're going to want to hang out to the end and listen to all the things that Tony has to share about how X-Chair could be a really good option for you in helping you grow your business. Now, I want to take a minute and I want to thank all of you that have been going out to iTunes and leaving us some reviews. Got another review for you today. This one is from Amanda and Amanda leaves us a five-star rating and her review says, wonderful podcast, great information. Sid's background and experience makes it even more informative because it's like he's asking the questions you would ask. Well done. Hey, Amanda, thank you for leaving us a review. I really appreciate you sharing your thoughts and feedback with us. And if you haven't been out to Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts, sorry about that, and left us a review yet, I would really appreciate it if you'd head over there and do it. It's important for us. I want your feedback. We want to know what you think about the show, how the show is helping you. But more importantly, it helps spread the word about the podcast to others so that more people in our industry can discover the trend report. Hey guys, I appreciate you. The show notes for today's conversation with Tony can be found over at sidmeadows.com forward slash episode 42. And I hope that you enjoy today's episode. I'm Sid Meadows and I'm a certified professional coach and my focus is on high performance and growth and helping my clients move into action. I'm a personal and professional development junkie, an avid podcast listener and reader my passion is all things contract interiors. In this podcast, I'm going to provide you with information, education, ideas, and tools to help you in your personal life, your business, and our industry. So let's have some fun and welcome to the Trend Report Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Trend Report Podcast. I'm excited that you're here today for this conversation. And you know, I've mentioned several times before, one of my favorite things about this industry is meeting new people and learning about new companies or new products that are available in our community. And today is a conversation just about that. I'd like to welcome Tony Maslitz to the episode today to talk about the X chair. How are you, Tony? I'm well, Sid. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm glad that you're here and I appreciate you spending a few minutes with me to share with our community about what you do. So, 
you are the CEO and founder of X Chair, correct? Correct. So what is the X Chair? So for those who haven't seen one of our ads, it is a, it's actually, it's a collection. There are four core models and about eight different chairs in total of ergonomic office chairs. We focus on mid to high end ergonomic office seating. So how long have you been in business? We started in March of 2016. So just a little over four years then. Uh, I think it's a little over. It's Can almost five. Math right? it'll, it'll be it'll be five in two months. It'll be five years in two months. We're, we're, we're probably when this episode airs, it'll be five years. So congratulations on your five year anniversary, right? Thank and you. obviously, I'm struggling with my math skills today. So Tony, another chair. Our industry is full of chairs. If we have one product that we have a lot of, it's a chair. So talk to me about creating a brand in the world of seating. And what's it been like? You're correct, Sid. It is a an industry full of chairs. It's an industry that is bereft of brands. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're an industry insider, sure, there, there are lots of brands. Mm-hmm. But if you're an industry outsider, there are very few brands that you have any awareness of. Mm-hmm. Really, with the exception of Herman Miller, sort of, mm-hmm. and the Aeron chair. And I say sort of because the Aeron Inside the industry, we know it's the air on outside. It's that mesh chair or people might mispronounce it. But so to the average consumer, there really are no brands in this industry. And so we set out from day one to build a brand, to create a consumer product that obviously also does all the things it needs to do to be an excellent product within the industry where people are comparing it to other similar products or like products. And we set out to do something that I think even though it's another chair, we looked around and we said, okay, we want to create a chair that has what we call specs. And specs stands for style, price, ergonomics, quality, and comfort. And we really looked to try and say, how many chairs in the industry have all five? Oh, great and question. We believe we have all five. We've seen a lot of chairs that have three or four mm-hmm. of those qualities. Uh, so by creating a, a product or a product lineup that, that contains all five, we felt like we could do something different. Okay. And so I think your point's very valid about the fact that people outside the industry do not realize truly how many chairs are really available on the market. It's just those of us on the inside or the industry insiders, as you said, that know how many people make seating, right? So style, price, ergonomics, quality, and comfort. Of those, what really makes the X chair stand out? Well, I would say that comfort makes any chair stand out. Sure. And certainly in our case, the the dynamic variable lumbar support, which is a patented design, you know, where it moves independently from the rest of the chair. Mm -hmm. That is really what makes us stand out the most. I'm surrounded by them, but I can't show it to you right now. But, you know, it really adjusts to the user. Okay. And that is very unique. But beyond that, you know, it's, I call it the SIP test. Obviously, other people in the industry are familiar with that. I like to say if that moment when someone sits down, if you get that ooh-la-la, yep. that's, that's when you know you've got something. And okay. I think we have, we have that ooh-la-la. The ooh-la-la factor. I like that. Well, maybe yeah. we should title the episode the ooh-la-la factor. Right? <laughs> ooh-la-la factor. <laughs> so, Tony, let's talk for a minute about how you're going to market because... You know, I had never heard of you or your company until someone mentioned them to me. Actually, it was a listener of the podcast, 
reached out to me and said, Hey, I just started repping this brand and I think it's really cool. And I think that you should bring him on as a guest. And so we connected and I'd never heard of you. So, I mean, let's talk about how you're making your way and how you're going to market. So we kind of do it the opposite way from the way it's traditionally done in the industry. Okay. So So, let's hang on right there. I love the fact that you're going opposite of the way our industry goes. You're groundbreaking, making some ways and disrupting things. And I'm a huge, huge fan of positive disruption. And so uh, you're good. So keep going. So the head of the sphere for us is advertising to the consumer. Okay. So we have a robust national advertising budget. We do national television advertising, radio, podcast, print, billboards. We were in Times Square over between Thanksgiving and really? the Christmas holiday. So we really try and blast the X-Chair brand and concept and name to the consumer directly. And then what happens, what we discovered really day one, our first ad that we took out was in the Wall Street Journal. Mm-hmm. And within the first week, we actually had a dealer inquiry. So what happens is not only do we reach people who want to buy a chair for themselves, we reach people who are influencers in companies who then make decisions for companies. And we reach dealers who are in the business who, if they notice an ad for a chair, say, huh. And so we've been able to develop a pretty robust dealer network in a short period of time based on that. Sure. So you also, though you didn't say it in your robust advertising list, you have a really, really great retargeting effort. That we, happens. Do a, we do a lot of online advertising. For yeah, sure. because so I, if, you, if you've been to the site, yeah, we're chasing you. You we're sure are. You, like, you sure are. Every time that I open up something, because I went to your site or Googled it or something a couple of weeks ago. I mean, you're there consistently. So you're doing traditional advertising and you're doing digital advertising. But that is at the spear of what you're really doing is taking your product direct to consumer and creating demand for it. So are you selling direct to consumer via traditional e-commerce? Yes. Okay. So we, we, we sell through xchair.com. Okay. And, you know, that's a substantial part of our business. We have about 500 plus dealers, probably half and half between more traditional office furniture kind of distribution and then retail distribution. Okay. And then we also sell direct to businesses. Our whole mantra, which again, I think is a little different from the industry norm, mm-hmm. is we want to meet the end user. So I say end user instead of consumer because the end user might be a facilities manager. Sure. We want to meet the end user the way they want to be met. So if they want to buy from xyear.com, fine. If they want to buy from their local relax the back, fine. If they want to buy from their local aligned or non-aligned dealer or office supply dealer, fine. If they want to buy directly from our rep, that's fine too. Our belief is we're not going to dictate to you how to buy from us. Okay. We're going to make the product available and then whatever way you're most comfortable with, that's how we want to sell. So I think this is fascinating because you're driving demand for your product through advertising and not just demand, but you're creating a really great brand awareness of the X chair and you're driving people to your website and then you're giving them multiple options to the way they want to purchase it. So When we talk about, because the majority of our listeners are either office furniture manufacturers or office furniture dealers, why does a dealer want to partner or would a dealer, you said you had 500 of them now, why would an office furniture dealer want to partner with X-Chair? What's the benefit? Are you familiar with Tempur-Pedic, the mattresses? Yes, absolutely. So Tempur-Pedic similarly started as a direct-to-consumer business. 
And then they went out and opened every mattress retailer in the country. Mm -hmm. And I know them some, and they had a similar challenge, Mm -hmm. but they did a similar level of significant advertising. And the answer is, do you want feet coming in the door? So because Mm -hmm. of our advertising, we're driving feet in the door, which is something most manufacturers in the industry, you know, obviously they're manufacturers with great reputations and that may bring people in, Mm -hmm. but our advertising will drive feet in the door. Now, might that dealer end up competing with xshare.com? Sure. Sometimes that same person who comes into the showroom is really just showrooming. Sure. And then they, and then they want to go purchase online. But if five people come in the door that you never would have seen otherwise, and one of them ends up buying from xshare.com and you win the sale on the other four, that's a great opportunity for a dealer. Mm-hmm. So the metaphor I like to use is, would you rather be a single pole in a pond with three fish, or would you rather be one of two poles in a pond with 15 or 20 fish? Sure. Where are you going to catch more fish? Okay, I, I like that analogy. And I think something you just said, I think is really important. And this is no offense to any brand in our industry whatsoever, but when our brands market, they are marketing to influencers in our community. They are marketing to the A&D community, to corporate real estate, to facility management, they're not marketing direct to the consumer. And that marketing that the brands are doing, regardless of who they are, is not driving business to the office furniture dealer's showroom. It's just not, right? Because it's driving it to the influencer so that there's a bit of a brand awareness when either that direct rep, independent rep, or dealer rep walks in the door, they have a level of brand awareness about whatever that brand is. Your marketing is driving your customer to, or the person interested in your chair to the office furniture dealer showroom to see the product. So you said it much better than I could. Well, what I think is great about that. And for all you dealers listening out there, and I think if you're following me or you read any of my articles recently or listened to any of my other podcasts, you know, one of the things I've been talking a lot about recently is how we need to really look at the way we sell. And rather than have a customer come in and ask us for a chair and we just start asking them what kind of features and benefits do you want on the chair and, you know, how many do you need and you want a high back or a low back and all those traditional questions we need to ask in order to sell them a product, we need to do a better job at asking questions to understand why they're buying a product, right? So if I had a customer walk into a dealer and said, hey, I'm here to buy 50 chairs, I saw the X chair, I know that you're a dealer for the X chair, I'd like to look at the X chair. Great. Let me show it to you. And typically what we would do is come over here. Let me show it to you. Let me demo to you. Do that, you know, that sit test, if you will, to get to your ooh-la-la moment. But where we make a mistake is we don't ask the customer a question such as, well, Mr. Customer, what's changing in your business that is driving a need for 50 new chairs? Because that is a powerful question. And if you ask that question, you might uncover that the client needs a lot more than 50 chairs, but you and your advertising brought them to that dealer showroom. And so you're just giving the dealer the opportunity to A, meet a new customer, make a new connection, whether they buy or not, B, potentially uncover a greater opportunity or C, be referred by that particular walk-in to someone else. Those are three really powerful things that a lot of people aren't doing to support our dealer community, especially right now. Yeah. And, you know, to sort of piggyback off of what you're saying, the 
the whole way that people buy and what they buy for is changing so dramatically, mm-hmm. right? So if they're buying, we have something called an EHOP program, which stands for Employee Home Office Program. Yep. And we're kind of uniquely positioned that that person who you're ta- describing who comes into the dealership, they may be failing. The answer to the question, why are you buying right now might be everybody's working at home. I'm really frustrated that I have to get them chairs because I just bought 50 chairs a year ago. Mm-hmm. And our answer is, well, hey, let's negotiate a 50 chair program, but we can do it where you're going to have individual coupon codes, individual codes for each of your employees. They can go to the website. They can order the model they want. It can ship directly to their house. And then we bill you separately. And we can even say, hey, you're frustrated. You bought chairs a year ago. You can tell your employees they have to chip in at one or $200. Sure. You'll subsidize, you know, it's an $800 chair. You've negotiated a better price. You're essentially subsidizing 600 of it, Mr. Business Owner. Mm-hmm. And then the employee can can be a part of it. So I think one of the beauties of the way we're structured is we can be very flexible in terms of how that dealer makes that sale and how that end user wants to make that purchase. Yeah. And I don't want to underscore the fact that I think one of the most important things that you've said is you're driving business to the dealer. You're giving the dealer the opportunity to make a connection with the client, learn more about them and potentially get more business besides the sale of your chair. Because all you manufacture is seating. Mr. Dealer, listening to this episode, please understand Tony's doing something for you that's really important in times like right now when we're all looking for more customers. And you really, you haven't decreased your advertising spend during all this, have you? No, we've increased it dramatically. We basically have doubled it every year we've been in business. Wow. So you're really creating big brand awareness and demand, honestly, for your products. So if I'm the dealer, talk to me about the fact that you're selling online and that customer can go online and sell it. What kind of position does that put me in as the dealer? I mean, am I making a low margin? Am I competing with you on price? Can I price it lower than you? I mean, talk to me a little about your strategy around that. So it's one of the other things, once once we get into a conversation with a dealer mm-hmm. that dealers really like, is that we have a minimum advertised price policy. And if you try and buy it online, you're really, there are a few other people who can show it regionally, but we're the only ones showing it nationally. So you're never going to see it for less than that minimum advertised price. Mm-hmm. That price, as a dealer, if all you had to do was match that price, you're going to make a very significant 40 plus margin. And you can even go slightly below that price and still be making a very fat margin. And so what the what the minimum advertised price does, what the website essentially does is it creates a floor because we're not going to advertise it for less and we're not going to sell it for less. You know, if somebody comes to the website and says, hey, I want to buy five chairs. Yeah, we might give them a little discount. But if you're buying one chair, you're buying one chair. The price is what it is. And sure. so, so dealers are very appreciative that it basically supports you know, it's not a footballed product. It supports their ability to maintain a healthy margin. Yeah. So the dealer community listening to this, please hit that 15 second back button a couple of times and re-listen <laughs> to what Tony just said about how he's lifting you up from a profit profit perspective and driving business to your organization. I think that's really cool. And you called it a MAP. What's the acronym mean again? MAP? MAP is minimum advertised price. And so, so you'll never advertise that chair for less than that. Correct. We sometimes will advertise free wheels or free footrest. And sure. we, have, we have one sale a year, which is Black Friday to Cyber Monday. Okay. Otherwise, otherwise the map. Rules. Sure. So, I mean, 
you've got your own digital strategy. You've got your own, I mean, very diverse how you're going to market in the different places you're selling. Because you talked about retail stores because you're selling them in Relax the Back or places like that, as well as directly to the consumer and then a couple of other and then the OP dealers. And now you're opening up to the office furniture dealer and you've got 500 dealers across the country. So that's really good. Are you looking actively to expand your dealer footprint? Yes. So, you know, in the traditional office furniture realm, we really have just built out our rep network over the past year. Okay. Are you so fully we, staffed across the country with independent reps? Uh, I think we have one or maybe two holes, but okay, so got a couple yeah. openings. So, to our yeah. dealer community, then you're going to start hearing about this from independent reps. Yeah, and and a lot of them we've brought on in the last six months, and so we are actively looking to add dealers in the dealer community that you're talking to, mm-hmm. and we're also looking to actively add. We have a very small representation in big box furniture, which we think is a real opportunity for us. Sure. And other places. I mean, it's funny, you know, we have we have oddball dealers. We have people who do home sound and entertainment systems mm-hmm. who have reached out to us and said, hey, can I be a dealer? I'm in people's homes. This is a cool chair. So long-winded answer to a short question. Yes, we are definitely looking to add dealers. Okay, that's great. So I think one of the things that's also important for us to remember as we're going through the times that we're going through right now, every seller whether you're a salesperson or a dealer or whatever you're selling, you've got to be open-minded to alternative channels of ways to reach customers and additional products to sell them that are going to expand your footprint and your ability to talk to your customers about something. And I know it's another chair because I said it first, right? But it's another chair with a brand standing behind it, driving demand and awareness for the product that's going to drive that customer to your showroom to look at the product and then give you the opportunity to sell it and making a a lot of money, which is all really, really good. And that was four reasons. I don't know why you need another reason to go sign up to be an X-chair dealer. But let me ask you some tactical questions, okay? Well, yeah. Let me give you a fifth reason. Oh, okay. The brand is starting to be recognizable enough. That when you're at a cocktail party and somebody asks you what you do, you say, oh, I sell X year, they actually will go, oh, I know what that is. Ah, interesting. Yeah. How are you measuring all that data? Because I, mean, I know data and marketing is super important. So tell us about that. So that that's kind of our secret sauce. You know, we measure it very carefully, I guess is the answer. Okay. So you're watching clicks and searches and how long people stay on a page, how many people open the emails. And because there is a lot to digital marketing, is there not? There is a lot. It yeah. is, you know, we have three or four people. That's all they do. So it's a it's a big deal, and it's it's complex, and it and it's changing every day. Sure. The social the social media side of it is constantly in flux. Yeah. We're doing a lot more with social media now, sure. and it's uh, you know, which makes it fun. You come to work this month and come to work next month. It's really yeah. kind of a different job. Well. We're not going to dive deep into this, but I'm sure that your group and your team is trying to second guess how Facebook's going to change their algorithm tomorrow so that you can be ahead of that curve, right? <laughs> because they definitely change it on a daily basis. And, and yeah. listen, as somebody that's done advertising myself on social platforms, I also understand the complexity of developing target audiences and what that looks like and how do you create a lookalike audience. And I mean, so it's there's some science behind it, no doubt. Well, it's also, you know, you can be your own worst enemy. Mm. So, you know, we started out, our first advertising vehicle was the Wall Street Journal. Yep. Primarily men, primarily older men. Sure. Great target demographic for us. Mm. 
And we sort of then at one point stumbled into, we tested advertising on some movie channels, you know, TNT, yep. AMC, things like that. And um, all of a sudden we discovered, wow, there are a lot more women who want to buy extras than we realized. We realized we had kind of, you know, and we were doing lookalike and all the rest. And so we just kept going after this same narrow audience and we hadn't really given this other audience a chance to say, wait, I want that. Sure. And so we discovered that's a very fruitful audience for us, too. I always like to say running a business is it's not how many things you do right. It's how many things you do wrong, because you make mistakes every single day. It's just a matter of limiting them. Mm -hmm. Similarly, with, you know, the marketing, we get it wrong all the time. It's just trying to pare away all the mistakes that we're making so that that most of what we're doing is good. So I'll add one comment to the backside of that, which is be sure you learn from those mistakes, right? You should yeah, learn from those mistakes and adjust. <laughs> it's a fun part. Yeah. So, Tony, let me ask you some really tactical questions. Warranty. Warranty is 15 years, lim- limited 15-year warranty. Okay. 15 years. Lead time. Tomorrow. I mean, Tomorrow. It's a little bit of a challenge right now to be shipping next day with every model. Mm-hmm. But by and large, next day shipping is our promise and we're always in stock. Okay. And while we've slipped by a week or two in some cases over the past 12 months, by and large, that's where we are. Okay. Are you on any contracts? Yes. Buying contracts? Yes. I don't, know, the spot. I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if, it, if this answer really cuts mustard, but we're on a tips contract, and I believe we just got on an education contract in the state of New York, and I believe we have one other. But I. It's never good to put the CEO on the spot about there's, something there's, related there's, there's, to sales. There's another one that that, that that our guy knows that is based out of Colorado. Okay. So when you think about the last 12 months, you know, what's it been like trying to maneuver through the craziness in the world with people working from home, businesses shut down? I mean, what's it been like for you as the CEO of your company to to get to where you are today? For us, it has been a beneficial business climate. Now, what that means is we've been incredibly busy and our challenges have been around more than anything else around logistics. Okay. Our supply chain has been disrupted in a different way every month. So it might be the end of the supply chain or it might be the beginning of the supply chain or in the middle. It just keeps shifting. The biggest challenge for us has been staying ahead of that, staying on top of it. And we made a decision right at the beginning of the pandemic that you know, since demand was up, we were going to be in stock one way or another. Okay. So we've moved heaven and earth because we're an importer. Yep. So we've used ports that we never thought we would consider. Mm-hmm. We've done a lot of different things to make sure that we have product here in a timely way available for our customers. Okay. So that's great. Thank you for sharing that. So let me ask you a question about building the brand, right? Because we started this with creating a brand in the world of seating. Outside of your advertising, what would you say have been the two or three things that have really helped you propel the X-Chair brand and get you to where you are today as one of the most recognizable brands out there? The number one is customer service. Okay. Yeah, we are very focused on, everybody wants to provide good customer service. Mm -hmm. We want to provide best in class, world class, extraordinary customer service. We're not there yet. We are striving to be there mm-hmm. but compared to what people are typically used to mm-hmm. they walk into a staples to buy an office chair or if they are talking to someone in industry who mm-hmm. says yeah i can get it to you in eight weeks that ability to provide the product and provide the customer service and we have a 30-day money-back guarantee so we're 
We're really trying to make sure that the brand is associated with quality and making it a good experience for that end user. So if I'm a dealer, sorry, I want to I want to hold up right there for a second. If I'm a dealer and I sell 50 of your chairs to my customer, they come with a 30-day money-back guarantee? Well, the dealer doesn't get to return them to us. The dealer, though, probably might be asked by that customer to honor that guarantee. Rarely. So there is a caveat. For business-to-business sales, the 30-day money-back does, does no longer exist. Really above above a purchase of about five chairs, it doesn't exist. Okay. Okay, so Sorry, there's some... That, that was misleading. That's why we ask clarifying questions. It's, it's, a, it's a very good question. <laughs> so I think the customer service is number one for building the brand. Obviously, the product quality and product innovation. So we have continued to innovate since day one, whether it's adding X wheels or the XHMT heat and massage feature, which is completely unique to us. No one else has anything like it. And it is a fantastic feature, whether it is tweaking materials and sizes. And we're we're trying to be responsive to what people Mm -hmm. are saying they need. I think the other piece of building a brand is being focused on who we are and who we aren't. We're not trying to be all things to all people. We're not trying to sell furniture of all kinds. We are focused on comfortable, ergonomic, high value office chairs. Mm -hmm. And so long as we remember because we're tempted to stray outside that clear, concise definition all the time. And we do have some accessories, but so long as we remember that is our core, that's what we're about. Sure. That supports the building of the brand. People know that X chair means something to them as opposed to, oh, it's just a company that has a bunch of stuff. Right. And it's kind of in the name of your company, right? Right. There's a lot to be <laughs> we have said. To honor the name. Yeah, that's right. You got to honor the name. There's a lot to be said for focusing on the one thing. And doing that one thing better than anybody else in your category, in your class, in your industry, and really, really focusing on that one thing. And there have been a lot of companies that had huge success by focusing on that one thing. So, well, Tony, it's been a pleasure having you today. I really was excited to learn more about your product. I even learned more today than I did in our prep call, which I think is great. And hey, guys, we'll drop the link to their website in the show notes for you. And Tony, if any of our listeners would like to reach out to you and say, hey, I want to be a dealer or I want to be a rep or I want to buy a chair, what's the best way that they can uh, reach you? It's really complicated. It's Tony at xchair.com. Okay. That's super complicated, but we're going to put it in the show notes for you anyway. And uh, again, it's been a pleasure. I wish you guys a great, successful 2021. I'm excited to catch up with you later this year to see how things went. Thank you very much for being here today. Thank you, Sid. Thanks for joining me today on this episode of the Trend Report Podcast. I'm glad that you're here, and I hope that you got some amazing value out of today's conversation. For more about our podcast and this episode and our other episodes, please visit my website at sidmeadows.com. We look forward to seeing you next week and go out there and make today great.